This where I have a lot of problems with HR. You got to go deeper. You got to go deeper. Don't go superficial. You are you are trying to automate every goddamn thing. It makes life easier. I understand, but you're losing the the real crux. What makes humans stick? When humans stick, teams form. When teams form, teams win. Today we're chatting with Anil Nair, ranked the 15th most influential person in the advertising and media industry in India. Anil is the former CEO and managing partner at LNK Sachi and Sachi. He played a significant role in helping many multinational corporations script their success in India. But his core expertise has been to build powerful local brands from scratch and help them stand on their own among global giants. Anil is currently on his second innings as an investor and an entrepreneur, nurturing his own two startups, The Pretty Geeky and Goodwin Motor Tours, which is a motorcycle touring company with charity at heart. And so get ready for some real life management lessons. You're listening to Unleashing Excellence with your hosts Shruti Gehanbar and Karan Raidurg. As your high performance and leadership coaches, we're here to help you look beyond the problem. through the experience of people who show extraordinary awareness in ordinary everyday situations we're talking to anil nair this is the first part of our conversation and later this week you'll hear the second hi anil welcome to unleashing excellence uh thank you for having me it's a pleasure and wonderful to be here thank you so much for joining us and um, we're just going to start right off the bat by asking you how do you define excellence wow it's a it's a big term uh so for me excellence is uh, something that uh, you personally hold yourself uh, accountable to for me it's not uh, something that somebody else has to set it up for you uh excellence is something that uh, when you can do your very best knowing what's the benchmark knowing a bit about uh, the reality of where you're operating Uh, but not being driven by standards set by somebody else i don't believe in that i believe that uh, everyone has to play to their potential uh, rather than you know set it up based on somebody else's benchmark uh, but playing it too low either is uh, not good that cannot be called excellent so giving it your absolute best knowing what is already there uh, rather than being driven by something else set by somebody else so running at your own pace in your a uh, treadmill uh, with your best abilities what uh, for me excellence is whether it is in personal front whether it's work whether it's uh, asking someone else to do something uh, setting a benchmark for a group or self everything has to be your best uh, not somebody else's best right that's an excellent um, definition and when we look at your career trajectory we can see that you have applied it at different points of time however when you set up a team uh, you know you have um, launched so many multinational brands um, as an advertising uh, lead uh, you have now set up your own businesses and you're also uh, advising startup founders so when you look at your team or when you're advising these young guns how does that uh, idea or notion of excellence translate okay so you know again uh, it it varies from a person to person so you know i i did uh, you know um, i really understand the fact that what worked for me didn't work for others so you know what i do for myself is very different from uh, what i expect others to do but the philosophy of it is what i import forward saying that okay i don't want you to look at something else and try and achieve that rather than you know when you 
of complete a task or a complete uh, project, you just answer that question, is this the best that I can do given the circumstances and all the resources I had at my disposal? And if you're satisfied, honestly, you're satisfied and you, you, can't sleep, you can't sleep peacefully at night and that's how you should do it. So that's what I told my teams in the past. And I, I kind of bring that back to the organization and I kind of, uh, you know, to my existing organizations or rather uh, when I advise uh, startup founders because, see, the reality is slightly different uh, today with these many of these funded startups. You know, unfortunately, they are running uh, at a pace on a treadmill set by somebody else. Uh, they absolutely have no control over it. Uh, it probably not what they have imagined when they signed up for this whole thing, right? When they, you know, decided to start... Uh, uh, a, a, a venture is more often than not they excited by the excellence of the product uh, uh, or the idea or a solution. Uh, but then what happens is the excellence benchmark starts moving from that to achieving certain milestones set up by the investors that have put money into it. Uh, so it becomes a very difficult adjustment and that's exactly where the gray hair, beard, whatever of uh, mine comes uh, handy to, you know, uh, help them stay in that track to say that, okay, listen, it's the principles of it you apply here. Uh, you know, you don't have to say that, okay, listen, this is not possible or, you know, I can only do this much. Uh, so you bring in the philosophy of what you put into your product development or your idea development, put it into execution. And uh, that's how you do it. So I believe excellence cannot be, see, it's like this, you know, you take uh, even the world's greatest chefs. Uh, what is an excellent dish for a particular chef? And the benchmark and the concoction or the recipe that it, he puts behind it needn't be satisfactory for somebody else. But then the benchmark set by him is for his uh, business and his uh, customers and they are fine with it, right? Mm -hmm. So you come in and create your own benchmark. Don't try and follow that benchmark. Don't try and follow that recipe. It needn't work for you always. So I always try and say that okay, stay in the conceptual framework. Don't try and go for the absolute. Don't copy the method. More often than not, that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, very often that people try and copy excellence methods, uh, which is not the way to do it. You know, try and understand the conceptual framework, the philosophical outlook, and then apply it through your own ability. Right. So it's it's more a sense of personal responsibility um, yes yes it's it's very much that and also see the thing is see for you to excel in anything uh, as a business leader or a startup founder or a corporate guy or even a coach see you need to first and foremost understand yourself pretty well right and from that understanding comes all the benchmarks it if you don't, if you haven't spent time or if you don't know that well enough, then you will get stretched all across. And that's one of the things that I even, you know, for many of the companies that are advising today, I tell them is that so let's first understand personally or as leadership team, what's our true power, true capability and then play to that. Right. In fact, um, I was reading your uh, bio and I discovered that you were the first person to be invited to be uh, among the uh, um, global leadership team of uh, Sachi and Sachi Worldwide. Uh, coming from, um, I mean, that kind of honor obviously uh, has come with all that you have built in terms of experience that you have. What according to you would be the three or five pillars of leadership? Um, that define, you know, the whole concept for you? 
So, okay, let me just make it very clear. It is more of an honor for the the state of our country, uh, the way India has reached globally, uh, because uh, Sachi, of course, uh, one of the most famous ad agencies in the world, have realized. See, it's a British company at core, uh, currently headquartered uh, from a registered office in New York. So it's always a West uh, world looking company. All their legacies come from there. But they know that there is no board today complete in the world, truly global board or leadership team, unless until there is an India, China, Asia representation. And obviously, when you talk about Asia, that these are the two pivotal nations, and it happened to be in my time, my profile fitted uh, the requirement of a global leadership team. And I find, uh, you know, it's also uh, the hard work of so many people. Uh, uh, of my organization has put us in that trajectory that really worked for me. Now, if I were to look at, okay, so what really propelled and what really qualified my profile uh, to be there and having survived, uh, you know, from a startup which started in 2002, uh, I always say that we started at a time of a recession, a mini recession. 2002 was when markets were absolutely flat and nobody needed another advertising agency. In fact, there were agencies folding up. Uh, or bought over by a larger network. So there were these global networks coming into the country. Uh, and that's the time we started. And thankfully, because of that, uh, you know, tough start uh, at, a, at a time, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of lessons that I've learned uh, because it's, it's life lessons rather than, you know, lessons learned in a classroom or a, a, a curriculum. See, I think uh, leadership is something that for me, the first trait is responsibility. Okay, and that follows that. Uh, many people want the authority, but don't want the accountability. Right? You do. It doesn't work in leadership. Right? Uh, in fact, leadership, tr in the true sense, is a very uncomfortable crown. It's a very uncomfortable crown. From uh, you know, if you're a true leader. If you are someone who actually enjoy the trappings of it and, you know, only uh, take that part of it, yes, probably it's, it looks good. Uh, but honestly, if you were to deliver to what it's truly, then you absolute accountability of the highest order. Okay. For which the one that I've actually said earlier, it's about also a high sense of personal accountability as to Like you have to hold yourself to that standards. It doesn't matter what others are saying or if no one is seeing. Uh, it's fine. No, it's not. Uh, it should. You should have. You should set that one. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Then uh, comes a very important lesson that you are first among the equals. You've been selected. Okay. You've been selected to lead uh, people. That means the privilege. So therefore, that way, uh, uh, I believe army. Uh, you know, kind of sets that standard to say that okay, listen, there is high sense of accountability and responsibility for what you are given. Hence, you will be given the respect for the same. Right? You will be given the respect for what you are going to fulfill. Uh, and that's why you are going to get all of that. That position doesn't come with it. Because of the, of the duties that you are going to get that. So, I, I believe that that's a very important aspect. And the last two uh, parameters for me or the traits for me is um, has to be uh, compassion. Okay? Uh, I don't believe in ruthless. Uh, I, I, I think this myth of leaders have to be ruthless. 
there is a difference between ruthlessness and being firm right being firm is non wavering okay sticking your course being consistent you don't need to be ruthless you don't need to throw your weight around you don't need to shout you don't need to uh, do some acts so that everyone fears you i, I don't believe in that i never did that um and last but not the least um being humble uh, helps because you need to understand like like everything in life this is also transient right uh, it's not nothing is guaranteed and i've had i've seen uh, my compatriots uh, some friends who sat in high chairs and suddenly the chair went away and i've been extremely miserable and therefore the the life further uh, from there Uh, was uh, completely dictated by this incident of this, you know, six months not being in power kind of uh, stuff, uh, because they, they've attached too much to this whole thing, right? They they felt that it was a, uh, you know, a, a kind of a privilege that is, uh, you know, given to them, and uh, uh, and that status and everything and significance that was attached to that. So, see, for me, it was a very organic growth in that. Uh, um you know when you do a startup in 2002 when we did the startup with Praveen and me and uh, a receptionist and a pm right and from there everybody else came afterwards and then the organization which one went to almost 500 plus people having four offices in india everything came over a period of time so it's not like you thrusted upon on top time so when you were organically growing into it, you you seen the you seen the time where you know there is no water in the toilet that's your uh, problem right so therefore that remained my concern till there were 500 people and i had a eight man admin team to look after all of this right only to look after you know all these things but uh, that still remained my my concern my problem so it's a, it's if you if you if you organically grow okay as part of an organization's growth uh, then life for life only teaches you all the lessons and you just have to just be observant that's all yeah that's uh, that's fascinating and there are so many things i'm taking away from what you just shared and i don't know which one to pick up first but i think i will go with the compassion bit um because i, I may be um assuming a few things here but uh, advertising world is quite cutthroat and uh, um you know it it can be ruthless and uh, there are a lot of sub stories that i have heard from friends and colleagues and even from my short stint in the industry so how does compassion play because i just feel like it is a very underplayed part of leadership uh, almost like a weakness sometimes how does it play out for you and i mean if you want to share any stories with me at this moment or personal anecdote with me yeah yeah so see when you say compassion does it mean uh, you know when when we discuss compassion uh, let me qualify compassion as compassion is fully understanding the reality and the role of the other person who you are dealing with right so it can be a colleague who have worked uh, let's take a case of a uh, you know a person who is not performing well but has a, a tremendous personal tragedy Uh, at home uh, going through right and uh, and also uh, i mean i don't want to uh, you know name anyone but i'll tell you i had to deal with a girl who was a cancer patient working have gone through multiple treatments and and been around but her performance uh, of late or for some time has been extremely uh, a sort of unacceptable well so what do you do with that situation will you just uh, in the name of compassion overlook that 
right or uh, will you be ruthless and say that oh, listen I, I you know i'm so sorry about your situation but hey this is business this is life i can't do that see you you will be truly compassionate when when you are actually going to if you are looking the other side thinking that she's a cancer patient and therefore you can't say anything to her uh, it's not right for not just for her for everyone around her. because her role as a mid level manager was affecting other people right um, and there could be hundred reasons why it is so could be a part of her health uh, situation could be part of the emotional trauma that she herself is going through and therefore that manifests in a particular way and this the 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 case there was she was extremely rude to everyone she was hurting everyone around nobody wanted to work with her that kind of stuff so you can't say that no sir i can't go tell her uh, not that she's she's been uh, through putting brilliance okay uh, so i could have been okay if she was not through putting brilliance uh, as long as she was not uh, uh, creating tremendous strife in the in the team and therefore through the organization so the the answer to that is always i've learned that is is to look the other person in the eye and talk the truth right and i did share the entire predict- predicament of mine with her no holds barred right if i do this you will think that i have I've done this. if i don't do this you know this will happen uh, if i don't take action right now blah 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 see these are my three options in front of you, right and i am torn between these two more than this and i have absolutely she was absolutely shocked i almost bad out my thought process with her in fact to the end of the conversation she herself chose what i should right she of course when someone is in such situation they will defend themselves right to whatever it is and i have kind of allowed her to do that i didn't cut her i didn't even you know tell her that you know you are wrong i am right you know so but you know all of that i've just exposed the entire scenario to her and there is a sense of uh, fairness in her as a human being at some point of time chose a path which was acceptable to me and then okay let's i said okay let's then agree on a guardrail on this and let's see how it goes right so compassion doesn't mean that surrendering of objectivity so compassion doesn't mean that you kind of compromise on larger uh, things but compassion is understanding okay truly understanding but see i, I see I, i still remember uh, i have the habit of going and sitting in uh, front of anyone who can train me okay so i was in a session with a monk okay uh, the two monks in uh, deep down south i was in a six day retreat with them and its classes happening too my most brilliant advice came from a very young female monk and she was so brilliant right through she blew my head some 25 times and one of the things that she actually told me is that you if you don't tell a coworker that you're not good hence i'm letting you go okay with absolute clarity and truth look them in the eye okay and if you can't do that you're not spiritual enough i'm saying how can firing someone be a spiritual act
and she's actually told me that is that if you because you're not making the person realize the truth hiding the truth and giving some other reason hey listen there is a challenge and we have downsized the team i can give whatever answers right some corporate mumbo jumbo or i can make her life or his life miserable uh, by you know putting them in another group transferring uh, putting uh, that's not the truth the truth is the person is not good enough hey you're not good enough here doesn't mean that you cannot be good enough elsewhere but you're not good enough here and that's the truth you look the person in the eye and tell them but uh, that's according to me is like rude and shocking so no that's the truth you share the truth take the repercussions because many times when you share the truth you get have repercussions of that sharing the truth which is something that you were willing to face that and whatever they think and stick to that they will respect you she's saying that it cannot be more than 24 hours before the person's bell rings in the head saying that if this must be the truth i must accept it some people get it in second some people take a long time right but if you add some masala to it some lies to it right the outcome is the same right that person will understand and will be brooding for rest of the life will harbor uh, an ill feeling i have hired thousands of people i've also fired people right it is a toughest thing to do right it's almost like it's a butcher's job because i'm just letting someone you know saying that you will not earn your livelihood okay from x date right of course people are talented they'll get a job but i am forcefully removing someone from that that's a very tough act but i will only do it okay if i am convinced that it's the truth in fact i have refused to hire is to fire people because of some global reasons to look certain indexes uh, make some indexes look better by like 30 people from here some index will become productivity in index or, or such nonsenses i said i will not govern by excel sheets i would rather have bad excel sheets and take the repercussions of that bad excel sheet then fire people then i said okay then i should be able to share with them say my productivity index chart as per the global thing should be this it's not happening therefore i'm firing no 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 we can't say that right i said then don't do fire if you can't tell the people the true reason see you must fire a person i'm just talking about firing a lot because that is where compassion and you know thing people do lie a lot when in you know, organizations lie a lot when they fire that's the worst thing you can do you have to be honest if a person isn't cutting it release them from that position they might go excel somewhere else right like i mean it's so i'm i'm talking about it because one ex employee of mine who was fired a year back okay so i'm i wasn't even there and i i really rated her pretty well and she's very good yes she has her limitations Uh, wrote a facebook post which is going viral about accepting that she was fired and she was she was telling the world that she couldn't take the pressure anymore she wanted to uh, take life a little easy blah 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 that's why she came out no she's not she was fired she actually said i'm I, i hid the facts from everywhere because i was ashamed and blah 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 so she said 
and I just told her that you know I I mean I replied to her saying that I'm proud of you because you're finally being brave, and you you know serving the purpose for why you were released, not by the organization, by by the universe. And she said absolutely agree because it's been the best one year of my life. I have I'm now doing a whole lot of stuff. Of course, she doesn't have the position of a title and whatever that came with it, but it's all you know uh, rubbish. Uh, till the time you can you you can feel that right so yeah long for a for for a question that's short it's a long answer i expect nothing less from you <laughs> thanks a lot for all those uh, perspectives because there's so many intertwined stories there one is that um, definitely compassion cannot just be uh, it it cannot be sympathy uh, so to speak or you know it 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 has to be come from a space of respect so like you said it's absolute honesty uh, giving the pe- person the whole picture so that they can probably do the best going forward like you said it's a spiritual journey yes because that's how i can learn and improve and uh, do better and be better which is our our quest and um, and uh, so interesting that you share about how she this this particular colleague had to accept it um and this i find as one of the most interesting journeys i have been through it myself um uh, luckily enough nobody fired me ever but i have walked out of a lot of jobs and uh i think uh when i look in hindsight uh, from where i am today the learning has been that maybe i was not good enough or in the sense of i was doing well at the job but i was not living up to what i was meant to maybe i had uh, other capabilities that i could hone other skills that i could do better with um, if i pursued those so this is something i also see with a lot of young uh, people um young people at my age i don't know how young people are today i think they're a little more self aware maybe but drawing on that idea of self awareness that you shared a lot of people um, who are working uh, in in large corporates or in teams they come in with a lot of ambition and then probably just fit in like a cog in the wheel at some point uh, you know there's there's some sort of level of comfort or complacency that comes in and then there's other things that start layering up for for a lot of people i'm not saying for everyone but for a lot of people where there is some politics or there is some stories there is a rumor and it starts clouding their own judgment it starts starts clouding their own performance and uh it's not just on a personal level a challenge but also when you look at the team dynamics um you know it starts to shake things up a bit um not in a good way so as a leader uh, what would your uh, guidance be and this is a twofold question to another leader especially a young manager who is doing this for the first time or is new to this no matter how old they are and also more importantly to the team which is a part of you know contributing factor to whatever happens what would your advice be yeah so um the challenge may, may very often uh, you know why people fit in well with the team or or you know fit team fits in well together because everyone comes as an individual nobody came as a team you you know you might hire a, a coding team but uh, that guy hasn't come you know he, he is meeting these guys for the first time or maybe some of them have been uh, from the same college or whichever but the fact is that it is uh, never a team it's always individuals right team is an organization's convenience right uh it's always individuals right when you you know so i am a big fan of sports teams and i always model my 
learning and coaching and even my strategic thinking tools that I developed uh, for my organization and myself and everything is sports related. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more in terms of sports technically. In sports, very clearly, it's an individual sport like tennis, right? And then you have football or cricket, which are the team sport, right? So, but the dynamics is always individual, right? And organizations very conveniently uh, ignore this fact that it is a bunch of individuals that they're dealing with, right? So my first uh, uh, point to the leader who's struggling with it is the fact that forget the word team. Team is a spirit that the individuals need to display, but there is nothing called a team, right? So therefore, you break it down to each individual, right? You have to find them. You have to find time to understand them. It's when great sales organizations around the world and in India had the finest sales organizations like Hindustan Lever, right? I don't know much about Unilever now, but Hindustan Lever was a great sales organization. Why? Because even if you are coming from the biggest, since I am Ahmedabad, what do you do if you join Hindustan Lever? The first day at Hindustan Lever will be in some branch reporting to a branch sales head and you will be doing the chakkar in the remotest parts of the country. Every leader that has come out of Hindustan Lever is a leadership factory. Uh, I've given so many CEOs, continue to give so many CEOs and many companies. You ask everyone that where the journey started and that's when they learned the fact. The gentleman out there, okay, is uh, from a education level, salary level, much inferior to this person, right? The sales head, right? He might have an issue in his head saying that, Salah, I is starting salary basic is higher than me, right? So, but the fact is that that's where they learn leadership lessons because they realize that that man is spending time with each and every person on the street. But it's bonding. At the same time, he's taking feedback, right? What the E is constantly talking, listening, talking, listening, talking, listening. Okay. By the end of the year, he might have 15 people reporting to him. He will know them so much deeper than any HR department's any file. Right? His strengths, weaknesses, fears, motivations, everything. Right? So you have to, any leader has to understand that. Right? Similarly, for the team out there, there is nothing called team. Right? You are going to work and play with these people. Right? You are going to win. So it is. Number one, I always tell everyone, saying it is not us versus, you know, us, he versus you, you versus him. It's us against the competition. If you understand that, see, your progress in life, wherever you are, is going to happen when you do well as part of a system. Otherwise, you have to be a superstar, like, you know, for the best. Right? And I've dismissed this theory of this individual brilliance out simply by saying that, uh, probably Roger Federer has been the world's greatest tennis player. Okay, in terms of his grace and whatever it is. Okay, people are winning. Even Nadal, Nadal for the Djokovic or tennis is an ultimate thing. And Roger Federer was the silken grace of that, right? Roger is nothing without his team. He wouldn't have won anything beyond the, the first few titles 
he wouldn't have played for 17 18 years when it is the team it is right from the very fact that his wife who's very much integral part of his team to his coaches to his physio to his the racket guy to the the team back home everything is what makes roger federer roger federer so it's team roger federer not roger federer the player right so if uh, such an accomplished man needs a team who are you right with, with much slower levels of capability and everything so the whole thing is how interdependent we are is the reality that needs to be shown to them not as saying that okay oh he is better than you you better catch up with him and the fact is that for him to do well he needs you right one way or the other right and i have actually proven to totally unrelated to people you know in part of an organization how this person going completely down and kaput is going to impact that other person indirectly so that interdependency is something that is not being shown and exposed organizations fail in that right this is where i have a broader problem with the hr you got to go deeper you got to go deeper don't go superficial you are you are trying to automate every goddamn thing it makes life easier i understand but you're losing the the real crux what makes humans tick when humans tick teams form when teams form teams win you want the outcome of what a team can do right so you got to start at the human level at the individual level so that's the that's the connection so individually also if you show the interdependency people start valuing each other much better then uh, me versus him or she versus him won't won't happen at some point of time see i have had the situations where people have come to me and said so and so is difficult right so that's a word they used to you know kind of they i have tried everything and so it's so difficult so my answer to that is that you know nobody is difficult they are different please understand that you need to understand the difference when you understand the difference if you truly understand the difference then you will never use the word difficult because it is difficult with your your mother and you are difficult yeah that way that's a first conflict in life no before it reaches father right from <laughs> the right from the fact that what you want to eat she will not don't want to give you because she thinks that you odied on something or blah 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 so that's where the first time you hear no in life right right then only it goes to father which is again difficult to you your you know teen years before you reaches the other part of the society there is that all of the you, you see that so they're not the same right they're different so you need to understand the difference celebrate the difference come together so somewhere this comes concept of team is a english word which conceptually being misunderstood and misrepresented is the problem wow that's a very very interesting take on it and uh, and i like how you say understand the differences again so getting on to the human level so much about self awareness interesting that you brought uh, mother and you know father yes that is the first conflict and uh, so interesting because um, you fight with this person the most but you also can't do without them and if that kind of bond or camaraderie or understanding can be built between individuals who work in a team i think it would be um, you know unstoppable from there can we rewind a bit since we are still there in reverie and uh, would you would you care to share one life lesson that you learned in your childhood 
that has served you so well in your career later on? My mom is a professor in college. Okay, so I'm a teacher's son. So they have an expectation of a teacher's son. Teacher's son is supposed to be all good and everything, right? So there was an incident in which few of us were, you know, called in and, you know, so we collectively did something and we totally denied it, right? And uh, blamed it on someone else. We were not there. We were never there, teacher, somebody else did it, blah, 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 blah. But there was, I mean, I think they they didn't have a so-called, they got a circumstantial evidence versus uh, empirical evidence uh, against us. So obviously, it's better to bring mother than father, right? From a, from from a aftermath perspective. So I kind of uh, uh, requested my mom. I don't know why these people are blah blah blah. So she said, "Okay, oh, is that so?" Okay, so she said, "See, I'm going to come to your. I'm going to meet your principal. If and I'm going to exactly stand by what you told me, but." If you are going to make me lie, because I believe you, imagine what is going to be my state, okay, as a professor, okay, of having to deal with children much older than you, okay, and much higher this thing, what would you make me? And how would I therefore, right? I believe you. I'll go there and point blank deny my son has nothing to do with this. Right? But then every time I have to discipline someone or I were to do that, there is going to be a repercussion on my entire this thing. Uh, that's when I first realized the significance of the uh, the what consequences of action. Right? So it was not about me denying something and getting everything. Then I then it just dawned on me. So somewhere I got the courage to own. She knew this is her this thing of you know she knew her son well enough to get me to speak the truth at that point of time. She said, "Okay, now that you told me, don't worry." And where she dealt with the principal was very different. She said, "If I was I were you, I wouldn't waste the time of the parents, right?" And she gave one full dose and came back, saying that yes, I think they have done it. You decide what you want. Why waste our time? Why am I sending you to this thing? So I was completely confused, thinking that she said, "Yeah, you think that you know they have done it? Deal with it, right?" I came back, but the fact is that she went with a very clear this thing, saying that yes, yes, they have must have done it, and I'm, and I'm not here to deny or defend or whatever it is. I am giving you the power to do the adequate punishment. And the recommendation say that don't waste my time doing that. You know, you want to consult with me what punishment you want to give it to them because in school, this has happened in school, this is your lookout order. But I have learned the life lesson to say it's always, it's always good uh, to own up. Okay. Because then it's then it's fun. My, like my mom did. You know, she went and had fun and came back because she knew that, okay, okay, I'll, now he'll, he'll, he'll think 10 times before he'll do anything like this. So that's a, a, a very, very powerful thing. So if something happens, you know, I tell people, yes, okay, fine. It's okay. Mistake happened, right? Don't try and cover up. Don't deny it, right? There are consequences of the mistake, but there are bigger consequences of the government. So again, advertising industry, we can make mistakes. A stupid error in the headline can blow up on your bloody face, right? And 
see a mistake on times of india is a million mistakes right million people would see it right and there are horror stories that come out what what are the worst that can happen see i always tell my team what can happen nobody's going to be hurt us right we might lose the account as a result of it you might even lose a job but what can happen is when we cover up something we lost everything first of all we lost the battle within okay that's the worst thing you have to live with that right then you keep lying there is that whatever okay, okay yes i effed up just admit it it's fine right it's, you don't need to be raja harichandra but the fact is it's better to because the explosion will happen then and so because what you're going to cover up will explode any time and you're not ready for that explosion so it's better to have that blast and get over with stay tuned for more insights from anil nair and to understand what it really means to follow your passion follow your passion but be very sure that your passion is not a selfish endeavor right if your passion is a selfish endeavor because it is your personal passion universe has nothing to do unleashing excellence is hosted by me shruti gehanwar and karan raider the show is produced by rahul rao deep gratitude to ryan all our guests and you the listener special thanks to our sponsor carbon black films one more thing we at co chakra are committed to you in your endeavor towards excellence and for this we need your support in gathering data so please send us your thoughts by filling out the form on what you believe makes you tick in your pursuit of excellence see you in the next episode